0: G'day, I'm Ian Swain, the owner of Swain Destinations, which customises travel experiences to Australia, New Zealand, Africa, Asia and India. And welcome to G'day with Ian Swain. We're heading back to my homeland in Australia to visit the outback in true luxury at a place that is very special for me. I remember about 15 years ago when I first was told that Emirates was going to build a six star resort west of the Blue Mountains took a while to get started, then finally the day before opening, I flew there in a helicopter to see this resort. hey, major, The GM, and basically the one who created it, met me and showed me around. I immediately got it and saw his vision coming to life. I sat with him eating lunch on the opposing hills of the resort, and he told me how every item in the build was ultimately his decision. I could see the excitement in his eyes, his new baby was coming to life. What a moment for me to experience that with him. Emirates one and only Walgan Valley is alive and well and is now under the command of Tim Stanhope, no stranger to luxury properties. Tim took over over late last year. So welcome, Tim.
1: Hi, and how are you? G'day. How's it going?
0: I'm going great. I got the the g'day down there. That's good. I'm glad you picked that up. (laughs) Um, Walgan Valley has a magnetism to it. It does draw you in. How did you feel when you first arrived there?
1: You know, when you when you drive down into into the valley for the first time, yeah, and I think it sort of captures you, takes your breath away. To and that's something that I very much notice when when guests arrive on property, as it did my, myself. You know, you you walk, you drive down into into the valley, and you you pass through the the huge array of different escarpment colours and the, the landscape and the wildlife. You know, then you come to this this just stunning. Oasis in the in the middle of nowhere, and and I think that's just a unique selling point. Where you know we're three hours drive from from Sydney, and you wouldn't believe that what the experience is. That, that people when they come here, they're like, wow, you know, seriously, we're three hours from Sydney, and we've got all this, um, it's, it's such a unique spot. You know, we, you know, I like to think we're quint- quintessentially quintessentially Australian. You know, with with that real luxury element to it, and and that's something that's very unique to this property.
0: It is an amazing property. and The first time I did fly by helicopter, and you can get there by helicopter. Now it's about an hour's flight from Sydney Airport, landing it on the resort itself. The first time I um, drove there, half the road wasn't bitumen at that time. It was it wasn't paved. It was just a dirt road and a bit rougher, and it took a bit longer to get there. But now it's paved all the way. So it's fine for even self-drive people coming in uh, to drive their car right up to the, to the resort. I've been the Met Walgan many, many times and each stayed in different villas around the property with different aspects. Below and above the main lodge and the mountain bikes make it easy to diverse between. Can you talk about the villas, each of them with their private pools and their fireplaces, etc., and how special they are? Yeah, I think, I think
1: you, you sort of, you know, the, the introduction from you from is, you know, he had a very much uh, an overview to what, that, what the property has to offer and what, what it is, uh, what a unique experience it is for a, for a guest to come. You know, you, as you, I've mentioned prior, you know, you very much are in a very isolated location and then you come to this ultra luxury of private swimming pools, you know, as the guest arrives, they walk in, they come into their villa, the fireplace is going, you know, there's, the rooms are 80, the, the one bedroom villas are 83 uh, square uh, square meters. You know, then we would we come into the, the two bedroom villas, um, you know, which very much caters to the family experience and they're up to 201 square meters. And then we go to our three-bedroom villas, you know, with a, and it's, honestly, I, I've stayed in there, um, one night is, is taking an experience and you're like, wow, if I was gonna build a house, that would be it. You know, they're just simply uh, stunning. Um, you know, all of them private swimming pools. Um, and just the, the overall scenery from each room is just breathtaking. To watch the, the way that the, the different uh, formations of the landscape change throughout the day Um, it's something that I I very much think that someone could sit there pretty much the whole day and just enjoy that experience for itself.
0: I've woken up many times and opened the curtains or left them open at night time and you see little wallabies and wallaroos running around outside and just enjoying the scenery as much as we're enjoying it. You mentioned the two and three bedroom villas which are very special up on the semi up on the hill there behind the the main lodge um, which were popular for families and you can get you know, some, some of the larger multi-generational families that we travel. We've taken two or three of those villas all at the same time to give them a little compound almost. But you're right, that three-bedroom villa is, is beautiful and, and to die for it. It's, um, it's got to be very popular with all the families that come out there. Yeah, I mean, what, what, I think one of the great
1: things with that three-bedroom villa is that, you know, you can either have your, your a personal chef there if you wanted. It has its own private kitchen. Um, you know, the swimming pool is, is large enough for, for the whole family to, to jump in and, and have a great experience. You know, there is plenty of living space there. You know, the living space within that, you know, you, it, it's just, it really does suit large families um, just to get away. And, and as you, you mentioned, it is away from the rest of the resort. So we can cater to, to different, all different types of um, needs of guests. Um, it's it is that they're they're stunning i think that the whole aspect of the the rooms has been so heavily thought through um just to really pamper a a guest experience yeah
0: even the the quality of the beds and i know jose did a a very in-depth study to find the most comfortable bed there was and i know he did that over took a while and he came up with them and they're beautiful beds are they available for sale they are indeed, Ian. Um, yes, you can.
1: Basically, you can purchase anything you want here, including me, if you wanted. <laughs> um, no, but every, they, uh, we do sell quite a few beds. Um, they are very, uh, have, you know, a huge uh, following of, of guests when they come and You know, it's one of the things that I noticed from our guest feedback is, that you know, um, amazing sleep that people have had. And, you know, it's when, when, it, when I greet guests at breakfast time, the first thing we'll walk around the tables. I say, how did you sleep? And everyone's like, <sighs> you know, it's,
0: okay, uh, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's And also the, the bathrooms are so large. You've got those um, ceiling lights and the ceiling um, lights in there to get the outdoor outdoor um, atmosphere coming in, but they're huge. And the walk-in wardrobes are huge. Uh, I know when Linda and I went down there last time, Linda just fell in love with the wardrobe because she could hang everything up and still have <laughs> plenty of room left over. Yeah. Now, of course, you have a myriad of activities. Um, please, you can share some of those with us now, some of your favourite ones. I'm sure by now uh, you've tried them all. Um, and what are your favourite ones and what are some of the ones that you find that the clients really love?
1: Well, I, th- I think the, you know it, it sort of depends uh, where you are and what you are and what stage of life. And, you know, we do cater to, to many different ranges of ages the, you know, from the stargazing to the the, the Kearney Creek Walk, the conservation the heritage tour of our 1832 original homestead. Um, I think personally my favourite, being a bit of a biker, I, I enjoy getting out and, and exploring some of the, you know, the 17 kilometres of tracks all over the property, right? And I very much, you know, when, you, when you're when you out there, it's such a special experience. And, you know, the conservation uh, walk that we do, really de- uh, gets into detail of how the regeneration after the, the bushfires um, and how Mother Nature has really bounced back and the, the experience of of, of clients or, or guests when they come in to, to see us is, you know, when they look at the the stars in the sky at, at night time, I don't think I've ever seen so many stars in, in my life, you know. Um, the other day I was driving home and I just saw this huge shooting star and it was like... You know, oh my gosh, it was such an experience. You know, said a little wish. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it was it was pretty special, but it, I think the overall, uh, you know, there's so many different experiences. From you know our spa treatments, we've got the sound therapy, um, and it just depends. So uh, what we normally do is we have one of our, our guest service agents. We'll call you and we'll tailor make a plan for for the individual guest and making those those tours or experiences. Um, up to tailor make to, to what our guests are actually looking for. You know, we, we have a, a, a huge range of demographic of people um, and ages, different ranges, um, you know, from people 80, 80 upwards that probably just want to sit there and, and, and look at the wildlife to we have younger younger uh, kids that want to come out and just get out on their bikes and, and go crazy um and then you've got the the conservation element which is so important in today's world yeah
0: yeah and also you forgot to mention the the archery and the horse riding you have as well i remember when i had my family there and we were having an archery contest and of course linda wanted me to put an apple on my head so she could sort of carve it in half but but i didn't well, we put the apple on top of the target and she actually did shoot the apple. So it made me feel a bit more comfortable about that. Yeah. But the, but the horse riding is great around the creeks and around the valleys down there as well. Uh, is that a popular pastime? You know, Ian, when I'm
1: having a, a busy day and, and it's all coming, I, I pop down and, and, and look, at, go and see the horses. Uh, so we have uh, 18 beautiful horses um, and they're just, you know, it, it's an amazing experience to be riding through the caverns, through the, the escarpments on, on property on a horse. And it's just some sort of experience that I think everyone needs to experience once in their life. It's the true, uh, Australian experience. I've been in the outback riding a horse with a, a Cobra on if it's, if there's a, a little bit of drizzle, um, you know, and then, you know, it, it's just such a special, uh, experience.
0: Yeah. Got the RM Morrison moots on, and everything is a good, a good go. I think um, after those hikes and the horse riding and everything, and you mentioned um, you can find the best way to relax is at the Heavenly Spa, you, you briefly touched on that. Can you talk a little bit more about, about the services that are provided at the Spa? So, the Spa,
1: we have uh, a range of, um, you know, from the, the true Bushman um, massage, what we call it, which is more of a, um, a, a rough firm, and tough. Yeah. Um, and we have our sound treatment therapy, which is very unique to this property. And probably, I think there's only two people in Australia who are actually doing sound therapy at this stage. I um, mean, um, you know, the, the, the gongs are, um, that just shatter through your, your body and it, it's such an experience of, of what that spa is. You know, the spa is uh, six treatment rooms. Um, and yet again, it, it, when you walk into that, that overall is just such a calming feeling
0: um yeah no it is it's a tremendous place and it's all there by itself and you ride your bike or take a little walk from your from your villa down there and it's beautiful experience and uh one very loved by everybody and who who i've ever spoken to have had one one of the most delightful memories i have and there are a lot for me because wolgan is you know one of my favorite places in the world is the cuisine your chefs are so talented and starting with a very hearty breakfast, I might add, and all the extras to ready yourself for the day, lunch in the country kitchen, and then near the amazing outdoor pool, which offers the freshest produce also. But I'd like you to share your thoughts on the dining experience at the lodge, particularly the evening experience paired with great Aussie wines and spirits.
1: Yeah, Ian, um, recently we've had a, a change in, in the, the culinary direction of, of property um, and we have uh, signed, uh, we managed to get James Files, who is, uh, um, has come from us from a, a two-hat two restaurant. Um, James is a, a tremendous chef. I was a, I was a chef for, for some 27 years and, you know, he brings a different element to us to make us a true culinary destination. You know, he's a true uh, forager of, of the land. You know, we go for drives around the property and looking for, for different elements that we can use and revert that back to what that plate plate looks like and feels. You know, the other day we were driving way up by Lamb's Flat, um, going through some of the creeks and he says, hey, can you stop here? So he stopped and he jumps out of the car and he's grabbing watercress out of the creek and, you know, it's that... But that's what this—that's what this place is, and you know that he brings that back and creates different experiences. We—we—we we, we, we're using 1832, the original homestead, to, to cook. You know, we roast chickens down there, um, and and you know the the true element of that um, farm to plate is, is just something that that it, the experience is something very special. Uh,
0: and, well, it used to be. Um... I remember Yost telling me and James, your predecessor, that I think it was 90% of the produce is, is found within, I think, about five miles or 10 miles of the lodge itself, uh, which is great. Perhaps you can explain the two hats because that's not an unknown term up here in America. Uh, and just you could explain the two hat theory to us.
1: So two hats is, um, obviously, uh, it, it's very similar to what, what we would call the Michelin star um, and obviously, you, you, everyone, I think, pretty much understands what uh, Michelin star is. So James has he's had uh, two Michelin stars, um, uh, two hats, and or two stars um, in our, in another restaurant that um, he's just come from, and he brings a a, a, a whole t- different experience of culinary treats. Um, you know, he's he's um, smoking um, what we call a hanger steak. And it takes up to, you know, he smokes it for 24 hours um, at a very slow heat. And, you know, all of those little touches of elements that he does for the preparation of the food. When, you, when you've got that, that last, that little first bite of you, you're thinking, you know, there's a little bit of the land that comes back into each mouthful, which is something, you know, very unique to yeah. this property.
0: That sounds amazing to have James. I'm looking forward to getting down there and sampling some of his goodies. It's um, I love having fresh produce and and having chefs that are very in, in, uh, creative on how they do it. You mentioned briefly 1832, which of course is the original homestead on the farm, and it's been resurrected and also has its has its own drinker here now. Um, please tell us about that. Uh, indeed,
1: Ian. Um, 1832 gin. Wow, what a story. Um, so I guess the, the story goes back to um, James Wyndham creating this this masterpiece of of a gin, and the, you know, obviously the one thing that you know there was a whole lot of thought that went into creating what that bottle looked like. Um, obviously, we wanted to make sure that that bottle was a very special special bottle that had a, a real impact, and then overall, you know, taking and how could we relate that gin back to the property? And uh, and I look as I look across uh, over the plains. We have our Carnie um, Creek that runs through us with some of the freshest water possible. So we take that that water and and then convert that back into the and use the botanicals of the land, which is from the the tea tree of the lemon tea tree of the of the property, and it creates this this fantastic gin experience that is very unique and and as as. Um, you know, one of the things is when I when I greet guests and I, I bring them down, I sit them down and hey, would you like a, a welcome to walgon tonic? And it is made with our 1832 gin. And you know, there's not too many properties in the in the world that have their own own personal gin uh, as a as a flavour, which relates back to the property.
0: I remember James actually gave me bottle number four of that gin, and I brought it home with me and I kept it for a while. But I recently had it and I was pleasantly surprised, and it was a beautiful soft drink and it's just wonderful to have, down, have it drinking there with a bit of tonic and, and a lime. Conservation, I know, is instilled in the fibre of the resorts and the team, and that started with Joost and, and his group of people who's, who created the resort. I've planted many small trees by the river by now, and they're probably tall trees by now, because I think the first one I planted was 10 or 11 years ago. Um, I'd love to hear more about the conservation principles that you're following now, Tim.
1: Well, Ian, I think after the um, the bushfires of uh, of December and in early um, January, you know, the, obviously Mother Nature is is very much um, has bounced back, um, and there are there are a few issues with that that we had with um, the replanting of, of the trees. Obviously, there have, was affected by the bushfires. Um, but overall, you know, if you if you go around the property now and you just see sprouts of trees and you know just the regeneration is is just something very special and something very uh, very special to me, um, not being from uh, from Australia and to really witness how how Mother Nature does really protect the land and um, the regeneration is is something very I mean it's it's unique to to Australia, and you know. And so obviously what we, we do is we, we, we very much try and look after our wombat program. Um, we look after the wombats, um, kangaroos. You know, there's an, an abundance of, of wildlife, of birds um, in the trees. The other day I was looking down the property and there was these um, um, wedgie, the, the big eagles, as we call them. Um, the tail eagle. eagles, yeah. And... and you know, these things were just like gliders through the air and they were just, it was just something very magical. I took an amazing video and, uh, of it and actually put it on my Instagram page and um, it, it's something very, very special to see the wildlife and the, the further you go out to the property and the, the, it's something that you, you, you have to come here to experience it. I think it's, it's, it's very hard to, to put it down. on. It it's is.
0: It's very hard to explain. I hope my trees didn't get burnt down.
1: No, Ian, that's still there, my friend.
0: <laughs> the um, You didn't mention the, the, the really special trees, the Wallamai Pines that you have on the property because um, yeah. um, it, it's a very, it's like, they're secretive trees so are the oldest trees ever. Um, and you've got them planted there. Are they doing okay?
1: Yeah, they were a little bit impacted by the bushfires, Ian. And and obviously what we have done is we've encased them and they are starting to, to regenerate, like everything on property. Um. You know, obviously, it's it's a very um, it's a special walk down to to the willow pine forest, um, and you, you pass. Actually, we have one we have a willow down down here that sits on the just in front of the, the homestead and in front of country kitchen, um, and it's probably the one that's doing the best of all. And you know, and it's they are they are such. Just think how how old they are, and how unique it is to this property. It's 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 obviously something that that we cherish as, as a as a overall property and an organization.
0: Well, they go back to the dinosaur era they believe so it's, um, they've, they've lasted through a lot more than a bushfire so it should be okay. I know that um, and it wasn't long after you arrived last year that the bushfires burnt which you've spoken about but of course Wolgan itself wasn't damaged at all um, but you closed as a precaution and then came COVID-19. Wolgan has its own community because it's so isolated as we've been talking about uh, can you share any feel-good stories of how you all banded together during those trying times?
1: Yeah, yeah good, 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 question. Um, obviously, you know, we, we, what happened during the COVID was it was just I think it caught everyone by surprise in, in the world, right? And yeah. you know, and you know, with, with no um, no guests on property, you know, and with seven thousand acres. There was plenty of work to keep everyone busy, so everyone pitched in. We had the chefs in the gardens, you know. I was I was doing the gardening, mowing the lawns, and there was every there's a whole lot of different aspects of, of keeping the property into the into the shape that we need to keep it, and you know everyone pitched in together. Um, and you know it was a very it was it was a very unusual time um, to be on, on, and obviously I think from we were pretty lucky to be here. And being so isolated, Um, everyone was was um, cramped up in their apartments or villas or wherever it was all over the world, Um, and everyone was talking about isolation. And we're in seven thousand acres. It wasn't
0: really.
1: I don't think we really understood that what people are going through, right?
0: exactly no it's, it's very different very different well listen i um i know you're opening again now and you've got australians visiting which is great and hopefully soon the australian borders will open up for americans to come down because we've got a lot of clients who are ready to come down and more importantly i want to come down i want to try james's food i want to have another 1832 gin because that bottle wasn't a big bottle that james gave me so it went very quickly we should another one in <laughs> yeah i may need replenishment well, I can't wait to come back and visit. But thanks again for sharing your, your time with us today, Tim. It's been great talking to you. I can't wait to say good day to you down there. I'll get my kubra out and we'll go out on one of the sundowners and do the safari. Yeah. Oh, by the way, do you still have the albino wallaroos there? Yeah,
1: that, Ian, they're obviously after the, the bushfires. We've, we've, um, we haven't we have seen any recently, um, you know. but I believe that they're, they're, they're still on property. Um, we tend to find because we've had some some uh, a lot of rainfall recently that a lot of a lot of the wildlife have gone back into the the hills, um, back into the bush, and then I, obviously when things will start to dry up again, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see them soon again.
0: I remember the second or third visit I was down there, I happened to see two albino waller, walleries that in the same afternoon. Oh. It was just amazing to see them both. They weren't together. They were both separate, but it was uh-huh. just amazing to see them. And um to see them in the wild like that is just wonderful. But again, thanks yeah. again for your time. It's been really great chatting with you and um look after the place for me until I get there and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll do. Okay. Okay. Bye mate. Yes, thanks sir.